Once again, we, we do the good stuff before we hit record. <laughs> You'd think we would learn after 183 of these. Okay. Sometimes, and we'll cover this later, sometimes we do the good stuff after we do what we've written. <laughs> but this week, what if we start with some toddler submitted content? Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Sorry. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. There. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Thank you. Oh, boy. That was close. My. Now, can we start with toddler submitted content? Sure. I mean, it's as good a place as any to start. <laughs> I didn't really have any place else to put this. Um, no, I suppose I could have put it in. Um, I could have put it in travel stories, but it wasn't any of our travel stories. Did you see this came? This came from toddler negative 18, by the way. Did you see the story? about the Delta flight to Barcelona that had to turn around and return to Atlanta? Um, maybe. I mean, there's been a lot of that going on. Uh, what happened in this case? This was the one where they had to declare the plane a biohazard. I mean, that sounds more like an Allegiant thing, but um, again, uh, <laughs> going to need to be more specific. <laughs> the diarrhea. The diarrhea everywhere. Two hours into a transatlantic flight. Did you see this one? So wait, two hours in and they went back to Atlanta. So they had to. Yeah, they had to ride two hours back in a plane that smelled like. Flowers? No. Uh, from, from the story I'm reading now. Quote, this is a biohazard issue. The pilot said to air traffic control which was recorded from liveatc.com and then shared on the internet. Quote, we've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So they want us to come back to Atlanta. Well, that that sounds like a shitty situation. <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prenz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty, pretty good. Better than some Delta passengers, I know. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Woof. Can this, can this, can this air vent open any more? <laughs> do we have, do we have more air vents? Or is that, wait, the air recircuit... Do I need more or less of the air recirculating? <laughs> like, I don't, you know what? Hey, could those masks just drop down? You know, could, is there a button to drop the masks? I should save this story for the next time we do these stories about worst travel ever or whatever. Yeah. But one time I was seated next to a person who clearly had not showered for s- several, several days after. I, I don't know. It was it was really bad. The flight attendant came by with the food, and I took two packages of cookies from Delta, the Piscoff cookies. Yeah, yeah. Smell like cinnamon. Yes. Broke them open 
and spent the entire flight with the Biscoff cookie underneath my nose, <laughs> smelling the cinnamon for the entire flight. 22 D's huffing biscotti cookies. <laughs> That's because 22 E. No, no, no. He, he's fine. He's fine. I smell 22 E. I get what he's doing. You know what? You know what? Have an extra pack. Have an extra pack. And, and maybe a bourbon. <laughs> did, did you eat the cookies? No, I did not eat the cookies. Uh, how are you? Ah, doing good. Doing good. Here good. we are. You know, we're right on the edge of the NFL season kicking off. So uh, apparently that's tonight, I guess. So yeah, we got to get this in so that we can go not watch the NFL tonight. Is your roster yeah. ready? I I mean, I think I haven't maybe. Even looked at mine. I loaded well, I loaded our fantasy draft in, then I forgot to check my roster. So hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Lisa said, Hey, who's playing? And I'm like, the chiefs are playing. And then she said, who else against who? And I'm like, I have no idea. And she goes, this is really sad. And then I found out it was the lions. And then I knew why I forgot. So anyway, what do we have for uh, feedback, follow-up and updates from toddler number one. So we spent, we spent a great deal of time last week talking about whales Less than you wanted, more than I wanted. Yes. <laughs> um, I said, do you know how to tell? The second question that I ask you, how do you yeah. tell how old a whale is? Yes. And from the other side of the truck, well, you just cut them open and count the rings. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, t- technically, she was kind of right because you count the rings of earwax in their ear. But yeah, it's not, was, it's not the approved American Zoological Association's method. <laughs> no whales were harmed in the. No, wait. Um, also, she was very, very proud of the both of us for our idiot last week and that we both had the same one. Um, <laughs> We were both uh, enlightened apparently last week uh, and brought the same idiot, which is a good thing. Uh, we've, I, I think I've got a little bit of feedback there as well, or maybe it's follow-up. Okay. Um, and your quarantine bit at the beginning yes, was better than the cold open. <laughs> she enjoyed that better than the cold open. <laughs> so... Uh, that's everything that I had from toddler number one. Uh, Lisa is uh, catching up and, uh, on some back episodes. Um, I got a text from her. Why didn't you tell me I, uh, disclosed the location of the undisclosed location? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, that happened. I think you were gone when I heard about that. I, I don't, I think she, I don't know if she was in Alaska at the time or Anyway, so she just learned that OPSEC here is compromised. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, we got we got an email from Toddler3187. Um, she, she, they, Greg and Sherry, neither of them, they didn't provide feedback for several weeks. Yes. And the reason that they didn't was because Greg was supposed to email the feedback and he forgot. 
so she uh, threw him under the bus there. And um, I don't, I don't know where this came from. Did we talk about key fobs? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. She, I, don't, I don't. I don't listen to this podcast. Oh she, no! Wait, sorry. <laughs> she somehow managed to lock her key fob inside her car. Oh yes, yeah, we yeah. talked about the guy that locked his car. Yeah, when I when we were when I was at the Costco. That's right. Yes. I talked about the guy that locked his at keys the in the car. Yes. at the gas pump. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, she locked her key fob inside her car, which is not supposed to be able to happen. Yeah. The. I mean okay, it's a radio and it's close. And then the thing, and then wait, that's the one where you go to the manual. What do I do when this happens? And they say, don't worry, that can't happen. Right. Okay. But it did. But but now what? Well, you buy a new car. <laughs> I, well, hopefully, you know, your wife is somewhere that she can bring you the extra set of keys. Um, but like Sherry said, it was a mess and, and truly it was. Um, she's got, um, she's got an iron, iron they this weekend. Okay. Good luck with that. People look at me strange when I say iron they. That's what she wrote. Like, people look at us strange all the time. And you just You, you know that couple. what that what that tells me is we need to get her a stack of stickers. Oh yes. And if anybody gives her a look, she just has to say she basically says, I know it's weird, and then hand them the sticker. <laughs> So that they can find the podcast. They can go find the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we, we wish our sponsor. Well, go Sherry, have a good iron. They, this weekend compete. Well, (laughs) uh, let's see. Uh, Doug from the educated idiots. They have said a lot of things on their podcast to potentially earn an explicit tag. Okay. And they haven't gotten one yet. So Todd needs to put on his big boy pants and drop some four letter fun. (laughs) Just go for it. Much like the Spanish football president, grab the F word and give it a consensual open mouth kiss. Okay. Doug, Doug, I think you took, I Doug, I think you took the wrong lesson from the idiots last week. I think. (laughs) Okay. Um, Doug, so- Doug, who do you think was the villain in that story? <laughs> uh, every so often, Doug has to cross the line just simply so that he knows where it is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of forgetful in that way. Maybe mm-hmm. we can help remind him. Yeah. Um, Amy, Amy may want to have some feedback on your show. Um, <laughs> the enlightenment <laughs> that she was happy for us to see. Uh, uh, I think that was, I think that was all of the, uh, you got one from Jake. Oh, well, I did get one from Jake. Um, oh, and we got a, we got a meme from Danny about how Jesus is always watching. Yes. Get back to work, Kevin. Kevin. And then, oh yes. And then last, last but not least, Jake sent me a tweet. Do you remember on the prices, right? How, uh, they did the little mountain climber thing. Yes. That was, if you, you, you kept moving up, but if you went over, he would fall off a cliff. Right. 
and uh, they played the little yodeling song. Yes. Someone, not Jake, but someone who apparently has too much time in their hands has done the same thing with Brian Ference's eventual goal of 325 points. Yes. So for the 24 points that the Iowa Hawkeyes scored last weekend, the little mountain climber is yodeling his way up the hill to 24 points, uh, trying to get to 325. It's damn funny. Uh, and the the message, the reader board that sits outside my office in our foyer. Yes. yes. That when, when you guys showed up, it said, welcome to ToddCon 2. Yes. Um, Amy, Amy has a Ference counter. 301. <laughs> she's just, she's, Amy is keeping track. It is the strangest contract in the history of college sports. I, I can't imagine that is anywhere near true. It is a strange contract. <laughs> but okay. as soon as you get into college sports, come on. I mean, <laughs> did you have anything else? Uh, not on feedback. Nope. Okay. How about follow up? Uh, wait, sorry. Corrections. Yeah. Did yes. you have any, um, actually any of them? I did, uh, li- listening back to last week's podcast at the point where I became one of those smug Apple people and did the, well, actually the iPhone was introduced in January at the Mac world. And then it started shipping in June. Um, while in the process of, of correcting you and being smug, I said that the iPhone was released in 2027. <laughs> I- um, actually, yes, I caught that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so <laughs> smug boy here, uh, got his comeuppance immediately. <laughs> smug boy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, how we keep talking about how people, how we were going to do that thing where we'll pause for the people from the future. Apparently I am now predicting that Apple will release an iPhone. <laughs> In, in 2027. Okay. I'm, I am betting that you are correct. I'm betting that they will release an iPhone. Yeah. Anyway, I own that. That's me. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, uh, this, this falls under follow-up. Uh, okay. We started when we started talking last week, a little bit about the Apple event that's happening next week. Yes. And how they're going to release the iPhone 15. Yes. I already got emails this week about leaks for the iPhone 16. Yes. Yes. I'm like, what? Can we just, can we release the one that we don't have yet before we start leaking things about the next one? You got to click on, you got, people don't get paid if you don't click on the headlines. (laughs) I didn't. Screw those guys. I ain't clicking on that. No. What do? What did you bring for follow up? Things that uh, we. What hit your feed this week? Yeah. So things we've talked about in the past. Number one, uh, one or two weeks ago, we talked about how the UK was talking about uh, basically breaking encryption for iMessage and oh, WhatsApp, yeah. and they, you know, all the companies said, "Yeah, then we're out." 
Yeah, the UK uh, earlier this week uh, stripped that out of their big online protection bill uh, for now. So they've kind of backed down, figuring out that um, until Hogwarts figures out how to do that safely, they can't actually do that. So um, (laughs) that one has changed. So the good news is I can use my iPhone now uh, when we go to the UK. Uh, Second follow-up, and this one starts bringing on some follow-up. It's follow-up of a story. It also is, uh, it is, it, it brings together a couple of other areas. So when I was making fun of your, uh, of your e-bike one time, I, uh, I talked about the Van Moof company who was going to go out of business and the, <laughs> the, the keys were on an app. So somebody else was writing the app. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Van Moof has, uh, been purchased, uh, by McLaren applied and its e-scooter department lavoy anyway the f1 engineering and technology company has now bought an e-bike company now you're thinking what could they possibly be doing with that well already they make uh scooters right like the lime scooters you know that you can get on okay um because they're from mclaren the scooters they make, the Series 1 and the Series 1 Max, come in at 1,990 pounds and 2,290 pounds for a scooter. Its customized motor can deliver a peak output of 900 watts, and it can reach a top speed of over 40 kilometers per hour. It can go over 40 kilometers of range for the standard or 60 kilometers for the max version. And then they thought, that's cool. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you like your e-bike, give McLaren about a year. Now, it's going to be expensive. But I bet your e-bike will be able to go, I don't know, 120, 140. (laughs) You may want to upgrade your helmet. I'm thinking that I might. Yeah. Holy cow. Does it come in orange? Um, no word on that yet. No. Okay. Um, yes. It no, is McLaren. I have to think yeah. it well. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, this is also some follow-up from a different story. Um, so the, the people that filed the class action lawsuit against Universal Studios for the yesterday trailer that included uh, Anna de Armas, Yes. Um, they sued. They said it was false advertising. They each wanted $5 million. Uh, earlier this year, the judge allowed it to go forward. The studio claimed. So the studio claimed that it shouldn't go forward because trailers are free speech and they should be able to say whatever they want. The judge said, no, it's commercial speech because you are literally, it is literally advertising. Therefore, you can't trick people with advertising. However, the case didn't go very well for the plaintiffs um, because they originally claimed that they paid $3.99 each to watch the film on Amazon Prime and Anna Darmus wasn't in the film. We're going to file a lawsuit. The problem then said, however, then in 2023, they both went to Google Play 
and they rented the movie on Google Play, and the plaintiff explained he did so to claim new misrepresentations on Google as Anna as the Armist was listed as a cast member in yesterday's Google searches. The judge said, you watched the movie. You knew she wasn't in it. <laughs> then you paid for it again and want to sue again because you were tricked that she wasn't in it when you knew damn well she wasn't in it. He dismissed their entire case. <clears throat> Because it was a self-inflicted injury. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Get out of my courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's a judge that did not want to deal with this case. To begin with. To begin with, but said, I guess the law is the law and I have to follow the law. And at the first opening said, well, here's my exit ramp. (laughs) You morons. <laughs> you morons. <laughs> I wonder if Anna DeArmas is in that movie. I should, I should go find out. <laughs> um, let's see. Where are... Oh. That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Okay. Um, actually. Um, actually. Last week, not only was last week Todd ought to know, it was also Amy ought to know. Because if you hadn't figured it out, Amy was the person that took Anatomy of Wales. Oh, got it. Okay. So last week should last week should have also been Amy Adeno in addition to Todd Adeno, um, but Preston has thoughts. <laughs> Wales, yes, clearly Preston. Amy should have known that. Thanks, man. And she's the one that said, "Cut him open and count the rings." <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so what do we got this week? What number am I guessing this week? Um, I was listening to an episode of 99% Invisible. Yeah. Uh, and they, I think it was, a, I don't know if it was a repeat. I thought I'd heard this story before. Um, they covered the uh, ownership of the parking meters in the city of Chicago. The, you are either going to get this or you have no chance at getting this. <clears throat> okay. In 2008... During the financial crisis, the city of Chicago was concerned uh, about how much tax revenue was coming in. So uh, Mayor Richard M. Daley, who was known for already um, privatizing a number of things in Chicago, including the toll road, the Skyway to uh, Indiana, that's privatized. Um, He said, you know what would be a good deal? We should lease out the parking meters in Chicago to a private company and get some cash that we could then hold on to and invest, and it would be better for us. So a group was hastily formed called Chicago Parking Meters LLC that had some banks and some Middle Eastern financing (laughs) 
all came together. <laughs> okay. I have, I have I'm going to start this there's probably uh I I think I've got three numbers for you. So the first two numbers are about the start of this deal. If you were going to put a lease on the parking meters for all of Chicago, Dwayne, how long do you think in number of years did the mayor think was a good idea to lease them for? Back in 2008. In 2008. How many years do you think the lease is for that they signed? Let's say 30. You are off by more than a full Dwayne. 75 years? They signed a 75-year lease. Dang. (laughs) Yes. Now, knowing that, how much money do you think the city of Chicago received in 2008 for a 75-year lease for, and understand what they did, all parking meters now essentially become property of this company. And what they also agreed to was the city, I'm going to throw this out because this is important. The city of Chicago cannot remove a parking meter without compensating the private company because they now lost revenue. Or if the city of Chicago wants to shut a street down for a street party for a day, the city has to reimburse the company because they didn't get to have any parking that day. If the city wanted to put in a bike lane and remove parking, the city has, so the city no longer controls the parking meters, but they also don't control the portion of the street that generates the revenue for 75 years for the entire city of Chicago. So how much do you think that was worth? Well, knowing how the city of Chicago negotiated the NASCAR deal, um, I don't know. I mean, so basically they're getting, they're getting paid for 24 hours a day, seven days a week up front. And then the company is hoping to recoup that money and more to make their profit. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. And, but the city of Chicago got paid one time back in 2008. Yep. I won the lottery. I'm going to take my payment in full rather than get it amortized out over the next 75 years. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, did they get $150 million? Oh, oh, they got way more than that. By the way, if it helps with your math, there are 36,000 parking meters in the city of Chicago that's included in this lease. Okay. I'm breaking out the calculator then. $2.7 billion? That's a heck of a number. They got $1 billion. Okay, so I was now over by two Duanes. Yeah, you, you, you course corrected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you were you, you were swerving, and then you, you went in the other ditch. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I did. So they got one billion dollars. Yes. Okay. Okay. So 
uh, there are now 61 years left on this lease. Dwayne, this is your final chance to redeem yourself. Okay. <laughs> where where do you think the so Chicago got the billion dollars for the 75 year lease? They were going to invest it and use it. Turns out, according to 98% Invisible, they actually just spent it to make up budget deficits, and all the money's been gone for years. So that money is gone, and it's never coming back. Okay. Of course it is. Where do you think uh, we're, what, 14 years into this? Um, where do you think the private company is in terms of earning back the investment and or making a profit like where do you think they are on their break-even journey with 61 years left hmm according to my math yes they need to make twenty-seven thousand dollars per parking meter to break even okay at a quarter an hour or $2 an hour because it's downtown Chicago or $10 an hour because it's downtown Chicago. I'm guessing they they started breaking even 2 years ago. According to the most recent audit, Park Chicago Parking Meters LLC has now recouped its entire 1.16 billion dollar investment. So 160 million went to I don't know lawyers interest whatever. Yes. So they have already recouped their $1.16 billion investment and have made a profit of a half a billion dollars already. Which means they, if we're 14 years in and they've already, they cleared that more than two years ago. At this point, it is essentially all profit for the next 60 years. So, as is true with everything in Chicago, yes, the former mayor made a really bad deal with NASCAR, but it pales in comparison to the great <laughs> Richard M. Daly. By the way, if this sounds nuts, what, go listen to the 99% Invisible podcast about this. This is nuts, and I didn't even cover some of the more ridiculous stuff in it. Anyway, yes, when you go to Chicago and you pay to park, all of that money goes to a private company, and the city of Chicago sees, doesn't see a single dime and will not see a dime of parking revenue for 60 more years. Question? Yeah. Who does parking enforcement? Is that the private company as well? Or do the police still do the parking enforcement? I am unclear on that. Um, I, I could try to make that a follow-up. Um, I will say to your, the, the, this is in a story from WTTW. Uh, anyway, they pointed out that plenty of people have searched for loopholes that would allow the city to break this almost comically lopsided lease, no dice. The courts have called the deal, quote, foolish, short-sighted, or worse. But it turns out it's not illegal to strike a really bad deal. <laughs> wow. That's just, wow. Yeah. Oh, That's... by the way, but when you said parking for a quarter or whatever, as soon as they got the lease, they started jacking up the parking rates. Of course they did. 
because the city doesn't because the city doesn't own the meters anymore. The private company owns the meters. So the private company gets to set the meters at whatever it is that they want. Anyway, you would have think you would have thought that they would have worked that into the contract to put in some sort of protections yes, or hey, after people? you make or after you make your money back and then some, how about we split right. uh after you make twice your money back, why don't we split some of the proceeds? Yes. Or there were no protections, no no getting out of jail. They just rushed it through. Uh, according to ninety nine percent invisible, they rushed the deal through. It was a six hundred. It was a five hundred page contract, and uh, the the city council had twenty four hours to review it and vote on it because that's the way. Because uh, Daly wanted it that way. Uh, anyway. There you go. Um, City Bork at its finest. That could have been idiots, but it was more fun to watch you try to do math on the fly with numbers that you were never going to get. Speaking of idiots. Yeah. um, Um, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to punt Brian. No, I'm going to punt my idiot to what I learned this week. Okay, so I'm I'm taking a I'm taking a flyer here. Um, my idiot is going to be covered later in the show. Okay, um, I'm just going to use my idiot. This is th- th- I could cover five or six different things for th- this company, but I want to I want to throw one thing out as idiots as a warning to all the toddlers. <clears throat> so the company formerly known as Twitter now known as X. Right, which we don't say, but okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm an Apple person. That's 10. <gasps> okay, we got to decide. What are we doing? <sighs> is that OS Twitter? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um, we recorded last Wednesday, and I believe on Thursday, they updated their privacy policy. Yes. So uh, if you continue to use Twitter, you agree with some stuff including you agree that that company and the people that run it may collect and use your biometric information for security, safety, and identification purposes. What, what biometric they don't say fingerprints, face ID scans, spit, whatever DNA. Yeah, whatever. No idea. Um, but you grant that company the right to basically do whatever they want with it. Um, also now real quick. Oh, that's okay. I use face ID on my phone. Yes. If you use face ID on like your Apple phone, the biometric information never goes to the company. Right. So they can use, they can use face ID. Twitter never gets your information. Twitter is saying, no, 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 no. We want our own system to collect your information. Um, no. Yeah. Well, if you keep using it, you've agreed to it. Also, um, in addition to that, the privacy policy also says that they may collect, quote, your employment history, educational history, employment preferences, skills, abilities, job search activity, and engagement. Now, why would Twitter need to do this? Well, reportedly, they may be working on like a job search board similar to Indeed because uh, X is going to become the app that does everything. But just be really, really clear, 
if you continue to use that system, you agree that they can collect all of that information about you for a product that doesn't exist and also your biometric information. Yeah. Read the fine print. I, I know. Hey, we've updated our privacy policy. Agree. Okay. Well, um, we're going to need some DNA and we're not going to get it the easy way. So come with us. <laughs> That's just, um, you know how um, Amy told me this week when we find, I'm still going to call them tweets. When yes. we find tweets and we send them to each yes. other on our chat. Yes. Um, she does not have a Twitter account. She can no longer see the tweets. You can no yes. longer you can no longer go in and just see what the tweet is without having to have an account. And she doesn't have a Twitter account, so she can't see the tweets. Like on which, TikTok, you can still see the TikToks, even though you don't have a TikTok account, which I don't. Which is a really, I mean, I got to say, that's a really brilliant move for a company whose revenue is based off of advertising is to limit the amount of... Uh, the number of people who can see your ads. Genius, genius. This guy is, I mean, wow. Anyway. Next level, I'm telling you. He's playing He's playing four-dimensional chess or something. I don't know. Something. Did, uh, did you have any travel stories? Were you, were you on the road? Um, yeah, I, uh, I had a, uh, had a quick, uh, quick flight in the last week. Um, two things came up. I mentioned this one before Delta mentioned it again, get on the plane. Delta is proud to be rolling out free internet across our fleet. This plane, however, is not equipped with that equipment. Feel free to pay for the internet. What? You, you must've been flying on something that's not Delta. Cause when I fly on an actual Delta flight, it's free, but when I fly on on SkyWest pretending to be Delta, or Endeavor pretending to be Delta, or somebody else pretending to be Delta, that's where I have that problem. Yes, I was on a Delta Connection flight, but oh, there like, it is. Yes, stop, stop being proud of the thing that you can't like. You wouldn't believe we got this awesome thing, but not for you, our paying customers. You don't get it anyway. Also, uh. When I was uh, when I was in the Sky Club, they made a page over uh, over the announcement over the uh, loudspeaker. Uh, they were looking for a passenger, and they were asking them to come to the to the desk, and they were looking for passenger Bushi, uh, Bushi, Bushi, and uh, I thought. First of all, I thought L- Lindsay's comment is, "Yeah, uh, you and Mom are you, you and Mom are pretty Bushi." Not, that's not it, but it's pretty close. But given how close it is, I can't imagine walking up to the desk and going, I am Mr. Bushi. <laughs> well, yes, that is me. That's at least according to my daughter. According to my daughter, she yeah. says I'm Mr. Bushi. <laughs> wasn't wasn't me they were looking for. Says the guy who casually drops that he was in the Sky Club waiting for his flight. I think I just. I think you just called yourself out there. (laughs) You may not have been that Mr. Bougie. (laughs) How about you? What are you watching this week? Uh, Have you watched Barry on HBO? 
That is one of the shows where we watch the first episode <laughs> and never, never return to again. I, I heard really good things about it, though. I really enjoyed season one and season two. Season three got a little weird. And I'm two episodes into season four, and I don't know that I'm going to finish it. Yeah, season four is the most recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that was nominated as best comedy. And everybody says, I don't know if you, I don't know if you all watch this. This is not a comedy. This is not it's, a comedy. This no. is not a comedy. No, it's no. Yeah. That's a uh, Bill Hader and um, Henry Winkler. Yes. Yep. But I would endorse seasons one and two. Really enjoyed those. Excellent. And then because of Tanner Winkler, it kind of jumped the shark. <laughs> so there you go. Mr. Winkler, Mr. Winkler, uh, before we start season three, we're going to need you to put on this leather jacket and a, uh, a waist mounted life preserver. No, I'm not doing that no, again. Not... <sighs> I'm already a meme. 40 years ago. No. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Um, I don't think we've got anything new with travel and stuff. We were waiting to start a couple of new things. Uh, we're continuing to watch. Uh, I think there's one episode left of this season of Project Runway All Stars. Um, there was uh Sunday. There was a lot of uh motorsport uh watched in the house between F1, Indy, and NASCAR. Uh, and, uh, lots of English, uh, English football being watched. Oh, and Lindsay and, uh, Lindsay and Lisa went over and watched, uh, got to watch the touring production of Beetlejuice. Yes. That's coming yes. to Des Moines here later this fall. Did they like Excellent. it? Well, when you say they, um, I will say, let's just say that it's a split decision in our house. Okay. Um, Lindsay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Lisa. I saw it. So <laughs> present. <laughs> Lisa registered present. Yes. Okay. It was fine. Saw it. Some people love it. Lisa's not one of them. Not every show has to be for everybody. Which RuPaul has absolutely proved. <laughs> So, so anyway, yes, they went and saw, they went and saw, you know, a musical and, uh, and I'm just sitting watching cars, uh, go in circles, sometimes closer or further apart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, I, I did watch the F1 race on Sunday and watched Ferrari nearly implode themselves racing each other for third place. Don't, 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 don't. Jesus. Yeah, but that, that Ferrari, it didn't go crazy. That Ferrari went Ferrari. That's, yes. That's their strategy. Yes, that's not wrong. Although, again, sorry, little F1 talk on the side. Carlos Sainz's father pointed out so far this year when Chuck Leclerc is leading and Carlos is behind. There have been team orders every single time telling Carlos not to attack, 
when Carlos was in front and Chuck was behind, hey, let's give the fans something to see. Chuck, see if you can pass him. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think we're operating under the same set of rules. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not. Yeah. All signs point to no. <clears throat> Every Formula One team has a number one driver. Ask yourself this. Are you sure you're the number one driver? Because if you're not sure, guess what? <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not the number one driver. If you, you are, know? it's in your contract. <laughs> well, I don't think I am. Well, <laughs> then we know which one you are. I think you pretty much answered your own question there, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I promised that I would put my idiot in what I learned this week? Yes. I get this panicked call from the fraternity house. Our waste company, there's a garbage truck. There's a garbage truck in the parking lot. And, and it has, it has dumped itself in the parking lot. Wait, what? Of the fraternity house. Yes. Tuesday is Tuesday is the day that our dumpster gets tipped. Yeah. The garbage truck pulls in. Yeah. Goes to tip the dumpster. Yeah. And unloads itself in the parking lot at 2:30 on Tuesday afternoon. This is this is recruiting week for the fraternity. Oh. And there were going to be 83 potential new members showing up at five o'clock. And we have an entire parking lot full of garbage. My idiot of the week is the driver. Because when this happened, and I mean, I've got some history with recycling and garbage. But our friend Doug, Doug is a trash czar. Doug, Doug also works for a waste hauling company up in Northeastern Iowa. Doug, Doug is the trash czar. So I called Doug and I tell him this story. He's like, that doesn't happen on accident. <laughs> there are safeguards and safeguards to make sure this. I mean, there are places where I wish I could have done this, says Doug. But I never have because you have to. I don't know what this. Holy cow. <laughs> Now, I, I will say, to their credit, the general manager was on site. The driver supervisor was on site. Every driver who was done with their route was on site, along with two roll-offs for them to clean up. This truck was almost all the way full. Of course, yes. You weren't the first stop on the route. <laughs> no, we were definitely not. And the, the, the guy from the waste hauling company said... I have not Doug, the other guy, said, I've been doing this 26 years. I have never seen one this bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And the guys, the guys were just beside themselves. And it smelled awful. Because I went up, I went up to check on them and see, because they got it, they to their credit, Aspen Solid Waste got it cleaned up. And every scrap of garbage was gone by 4.30. And I got up to the parking lot. But 
not only did the garbage dump, there's like sludge. Mm, yes. Yeah. Because not all garbage is dry when it's picked up. Right. right. Yes. And it gets compacted and smashed and liquefied. Yes, it does. So and, when and and, and pushed to push out liquid. Yes, yes, it does. Yes. And so when that door opened, not only did the solid waste come out, but the liquid waste came out as well. And they got the solid waste all cleaned up. And they got the liquid waste all scooped up. But you know what you can't scoop up? The smell? The smell. Now, to their credit, they did come back with a power washer the following day. And let's say it got better. It didn't get gone. But it did get better. And they are they are supposed to, actually right now, as we're taping, they are supposed to be doing a bonfire out back in the parking lot. <laughs> Normally, when I hear that they're supposed to be doing a bonfire at the fraternity house, my thought is that's a terrible idea. But now that I think about it, this one, this one might be sanctioned. <laughs> the... Although, although, oh my, okay. What you're now saying is we got this sludge that smells terrible. We're going to set that on fire because if you have a really bad smell, making it hotter always makes the smell better. Yes. And then we're going to lift it out of our parking lot and then just send it out over the neighborhood. Oh, you're going to be popular. <laughs> the blissfully, the heat has broken around here. The high today um, was 80. It's only 78 right now. Thank the Lord. Um, but one of the guy's ideas, well, what if we go out and pour? What if we, what if we go out and try to bleach the parking lot? What if we get some bleach and try to bleach the? I'm like, guys, I am not a physics major. I am not a chemical engineer, but I'm not I, even a whale biologist, but I do know. I, I, I don't know what reactions might be caused by putting bleach on garbage sludge. Let's not risk making anyone sick with whatever reaction happens between bleach and garbage sludge. Let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> I swear when you said they were going to pour something, my thought was they were just going to pour gasoline and light it on fire and see what happens. <laughs> oh, so um, I'm headed over at some point uh, to see how bad it is. But I mean, the good news is, I mean, I guess, you know, at least you get to enjoy free garbage pickup for a year. <laughs> oh, no, there's no compensation. Oh, oh, yeah, there, there's no compensation. Um, they did. They did agree to, if we had like I know that there's a couch that needs to be hauled away. Mm. They're going to take care of extra furniture for us that needs to go okay. away. Yeah, that that was the that was the compensation I was able to to wrangle out of them. But they had no interest in. Well, it's not really on your property. No, it's all up and down my parking lot. What am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Anywho, how about you? What'd you learn this week? 
um, a couple of weeks ago, we um, we added uh, some whole house batteries to the solar system. So we Thank talked you. about this at a Todd con and yeah, yes. As part of that, Lisa and I talked and we were going to look at a, a generator and instead we used bat, we got batteries cause we could use the batteries sort of every day. So those got installed a couple of weeks ago and uh, we've now been seeing how they work. Um, and we, so we charge the batteries up during the day, then we use them at night and because the air conditioner is still running, we still use grid power, but it's fine. Um, also we had some, uh, severe thunderstorm warnings come through here and they, they are set to, we, I've enabled storm guard, which, uh, if there is a warning, it stops drawing down the batteries and immediately starts charging them from the grid to get them to a hundred percent. So that if there is, if they are needed, we have as full of batteries as we possibly can. Nice. And, then when the warning expires, it takes itself out of that mode and then either starts using it to power the house again or, you know, whatever you need to do. It is so seamless. The The weird thing is it just this is this whole thing about putting solar panels on your roof and it's powering the entire house and sending power to the grid like you never know that that's happening. And now every night our house runs off of battery power for multiple hours. And in one case it ran for almost 10 hours solely on the batteries we have in our garage. Wow. But you don't know because it's not like there's a light that comes on that says, I mean, there's some lights on the batteries in the garage, but there's nothing that says you're now on battery. It's not like there's nothing we can't do with it unless the grid goes down. Then there are some limits, but during the day we just, we're just running everything. So the only way that you can tell is to open up your app that has your solar system on it. And then the batteries also show up so I can see what's coming in from the grid, what's coming in from the batteries, what's coming in from solar, how much are we using? And then what are we sending out to the grid, sending out to the house and sending out to the batteries? It works so seamlessly that basically I just paid a lot of money for essentially an in-app purchase on an app. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we didn't buy it through the app store because Apple did not get their thirty percent. Did you put it on your Apple card so that you got three percent back? Funny enough, no. <clears throat> but they did take Amex. Really? So we got a bunch of miles. <laughs> <laughs> Toddcon 3, here we come. <laughs> Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prince wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and no space. You can check out, uh, check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187 and her Iron Day this week. Good luck there. The Taylor Center for Technology Policy. Thanks, Jesse. And dj to go Cedar Valley, the apparently the busiest DJ in the Cedar Valley. So wow. there's that. Yeah. Uh, we are still looking for your feedback. We're going to do a couple of these episodes at a time. So if you have suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, send them to feedback 
at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? When you were talking about how the the garbage truck just unloaded <laughs> its entire load across your parking lot, my thought f- was, I wonder if somebody got on the radio and said, we got a code Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, of Barcelona. No, we got to get this truck back to Atlanta. <laughs> um, you know, normally at the end of the episode, I say we'll clean it up next week. We're not cleaning that up. There's no cleaning any of that up. No, nope, there's no cleaning any of that up. But we'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. I just love the thought of you getting a text from somebody in the fraternity. Okay, seriously, this one was not our fault. (laughs) What did you do? And like three of them, all at the same, my phone blew up.